Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone, and welcome to our first in a series we're calling From the Cheese Cave. These are episodes that we recorded a while ago but did not release due to some technical or quality-related issue. This week, we're doing 1986's Howard the Duck, which we recorded in the summer of 2020. Now, we lost our original multi-track recording of this episode, which is our primary audio source usually, so we had to use our backup recording, which is a single track. And this means I can't isolate our individual audio, so you'll hear us talk over each other a bit more than you normally would. Anyway, since this is a bit more of a raw recording, I decided to do less editing overall. So there's some noticeable bumps and scratches on the track, and maybe even some jokes in there that I may have removed otherwise. Anyway, we've got several of these lined up, which we'll sprinkle into the episodes over the next few months. So I hope you enjoy them. Now, on with the episode. Welcome to a, another edition of Just the Cheese, Please. I'm Tara J, and I'm here with Adam. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing good. Good. Me too. <laughs> it's been a weird day, but it's been a good day. Same here. Um, so today, my pick was, I mean, you can't have a 80s cheesy movie podcast without, of course, Howard the Duck, 1986. Um, directed by Willard Huck. Um, how, I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. I don't yeah. know if that's his name, but yeah. But yeah, so that guy. Um, and actually, I, this might be a first for us, and this is completely not even on purpose. We are doing the podcast of Howard the Duck on the very day that it was released in the theaters. August 1st, 1986. So that's kind of cool. Wow. Yeah. That I thought was that not was intentional. Neat. Yeah, it was totally not intentional, but I was like, you got it. It's anecdotal, so you got to put it in there. So that was kind of cool. So exactly, I'm not a math person, 34 years ago today. Is that correct? 34? What year is it? 2020? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 2037. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> so that was kind of neat. Um, so I guess I'll start with my history with this movie. Well, one thing I'll say, I did not know that it was based on a comic, and it is actually the first real actual Marvel movie ever. Oh, I didn't know that. The actual like first real like on the screen, you know, not counting shorts and like kind of things they did like back in the day, but the real actual first Marvel, which I think is hilarious. This is the one that they picked to do because now Marvel is so different from what it was. I could have sworn, I could have sworn there was a Roger Corman 70s version of Fantastic Four and a really bad version of Captain America. But those well, were like low-budget indie movies. The Captain America, I believe I read it was like some, a series of, of shorts or something. So it wasn't considered a full-length actual like movie. Okay. This was the first full-length actual like movie that based on a Marvel character. So that's kind of weird that they chose this one. Um, but okay. I did not know when I saw that it was even based on um, a comic book. I just thought it was a movie with a duck in it. And I was a kid, so I was like, that's so cool. Hmm. Um, 
yeah, I really liked this movie as a kid. It kind of scared me. There's definitely some creepy part. It was creepy parts to it. I didn't take much note of the weird sexual overtones, undertones, whatever mm. they are. So it wasn't that weird to me at that at the age that I saw it. But I do remember my mom pretty distinctly have the, the you know, re- recall my mother making fun of me when I was little for liking this movie, because anytime it was on, <laughs> I'd be like, Howard the Duck, yay. And uh, I, I really liked it. And she just thought it was ridiculous. But it was mm. definitely a favorite watching it. You know, now is different because I hadn't seen it in a very, very long time. But um, I don't know. It's still the same cheesy crap that I kind of remember from when I was a kid. Very what nice. about you? Uh, all right. This is where the podcast might take a turn because my <laughs> history know. with this movie <laughs> is that I hated it as a child and I still hate it. I think it's <laughs> gross, <laughs> disgusting, terrible movie. And anyone who enjoys it is like a. Oh my God. Okay. I, well, <laughs> after all these years, Adam, now I finally know what you really think of me. Okay. <laughs> um, it's definitely weird. And we'll get into that. That's my that. whole history with it. We will get into that. But I think most people have some kind of history. They either, you know, they watched it as a kid or they liked it or they didn't like it or whatever, whatever it was. So let's move on to the plot. Would you care to take us through that? Yeah. Okay. So. How uh, it opens up on what you think is the regular world, but it turns out it's a different planet and it's filled with humanoid, I guess you'd call them humanoid ducks, but everything is basically the same except it's all puns. It's all puns based on ducks instead of like human stuff. It's just duck stuff, duck versions of human stuff. And Howard gets zapped out of his armchair into space and then lands on Earth and befriends a lead, the lead singer of a band. This this woman, this girl is a lead singer of a band, punk, like a punk band, kind of. Well, not really, but whatever. She's supposed to be a punk band. Mm-hmm. And um, she tries to get him home. And he gets upset at her at some point and goes out on his own. But then it winds up back with her and she brings him to a scientist friend and they think they can get him home. But it turns out that they did some experiment to bring him to bring him here. Like they did some experiment in space and it accidentally brought him here. But it also when they tried to recreate it to send him home, it like brought back an evil like creature. (laughs) And then that evil creature wanted to bring other evil creatures. So then the duck had to battle all the evil creatures. Um, But then that's it. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, pretty much. He has to destroy the machine that's going to take him home, but he ends up staying and becomes right. the band manager, obviously. He becomes her band manager. Yes. And they become super successful. Well, what ha- I mean, when you get a duck to be your manager, the next logical thing is that you're going to be selling out <laughs> arenas. I mean, you're playing in this shitty club behind the chain link fence. <laughs> and, now you're, and now you're suddenly selling out like Madison Square Garden. I mean, that seems very because, logical. Because you have a duck manager? Of course. Duh. What do you mean? <laughs> That's not. I feel no. like he would be the famous one. Wouldn't he be on all the talk shows? Adam, it's just, I think your sarcasm meter is a little bit off today. We've got to work on that. Oh. <laughs> I'm just angry. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So basically that's it. You know, the one thing that I just, I never understood because I thought maybe not understanding it when I was a kid, you know, watching it now, I would get it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. but how is it possible that it only, so he goes flying in his chair through his whole apartment complex and all this stuff, but it's just him. 
No one else is affected. No one else notices what's going on. No one else even really feels anything. I right. mean, it's just, it doesn't make sense. It's like a maybe. super tight focus. Yeah, I it guess, just right? on the laser. Yeah, that, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, just, there's just no him. way. There's, and how is he floating around in space? There's oh, no I actually air. have that in my notes. Like, he's floating around in space. And like he he lands with like I mean he goes through dimensions apparently and he lands with like not a scratch he's totally fine <laughs> and the other but thing that kind of annoyed me is that he's on the he's on this planet that is almost basically indistinguishable from his planet and really it's it's the same thing only people yes. the ducks and he's looking around like he has no <laughs> idea what he's looking at like what you have cars you have buildings you have TV. You know, the only thing is that people yeah. look for it. And he's like, oh, my God. He sees a car and he starts freaking out. I'm like, you have cars. <laughs> like, we saw that on your planet. Except you have, like, two moons. That's the only difference. I don't understand. Yeah. It's so stupid. That, yeah, yeah. And I agree. Like, I also was thinking, like, it's supposed to be another dimension. Because while he's traveling through space, they talk about, oh, there's infinite dimensions with infinite realities. But is the movie saying that different dimensions exist just really, really far away? Because I didn't think that that was the case. I didn't think that you could get to another dimension just by going in a certain direction for a long time. I thought other dimensions, you had to go through like a dimensional portal or something like that. Like a wormhole type of situation. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's kind of what they're saying. Like it's, it exists someplace. Because they, I mean, I guess they say another planet sort of, but they don't really get into like where he's from. You know, I mean, I think we don't say it's like, yeah. Like it says, you know, it says Washington, D.C. It's just, it's, I mean, like all the, all the puns and the plays on that are just so ridiculous. I mean, it's all like Indiana yeah. Jones and, you know, I mean, it's, it's just, it's, it's so bad. I have, for, you know, a few minutes of the movie is just all of that. It's a big sweeping pan of his apartment and all the ridiculous. The first playoffs. five minutes, I have like 20 notes in the first five minutes. <laughs> but one of them, like the third note just says puns dash no. <laughs> and I don't know if that's because I was just like, no, I don't remember. Or if I was actually like going to write a sentence and just decided, just like abandoned it. It's not worth it. Like, no, <laughs> on to the next note is something else. And then my, my, actually, that's my third note. My second note says already grossed out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, with all the duck, there's a lot of duck boob. <laughs> a lot of duck boobs in the first five minutes in various contexts. <laughs> It seems almost like it was supposed to be like a Fritz the Cat kind of situation, like comic book kind of almost. That's what it like. I never watched that either. I'm not into animal genitals, especially when they're like <laughs> supposed to look like human, human animal like crosses. That's that's the whole reason I'm not into this movie. I think it's I think it's gross. I think it's sexually gross. It, <laughs> it is a little weird. I mean, I don't know if anyone is into it. If you are, I mean, hey, I don't, I don't know. I don't really like to judge, but that I'll being judge. said, I'll judge all day long. It's a little, <laughs> it's a little, it is a little weird. So yeah, so she's so, basically a furry. Yeah, I guess it just kind of before furries were like a thing. Yeah. Well, no, this was a com. This is a Marvel comic book. I don't know. I, I don't. I, did, I never George saw George Lucas did this. It's just weird. What's that? George Lucas did this. So yeah, he was the producer, which I thought was really weird. I guess he also helped write it with this guy, Willard. Um, they, I think they wrote it together. Mm. And supposedly someone told him that in 20 years that it's going to be a masterpiece. And it's it's going to be like, no, look at it. He said that. A, it's going to be amazing. I was like, yeah, that, 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 that definitely didn't happen. Sorry. Sorry about that. Yeah, he, prediction was he, wrong. He said that. He George Lucas said that because 
he basically spent all his money on Skywalker Ranch, which is like the, you know where he lives. It's like mm-hmm. Never Neverland, but for Star Wars. And he like didn't have any money left, and he was like, "This movie is going to get me out of the hole. I'm going to be rich again." And when it tanked, he actually had to sell his animation studio, which ended up becoming Pixar. Not that he's complaining; he's like a billionaire now. Yeah, yeah. But um, he just would not accept that this was going to be a failure. It surprised him, and he was like, "Oh well, in 20 years, it'll be a masterpiece." Nope. It's it's so weird because you know you I want to knowing now you know I went in a little bit more I have I'm a little more educated about it now so it's like I kind of feel I don't want to say bad but it's different making fun of it knowing that it was a comic book first of all because I mean a lot of the dialogue and all that stuff and the fighting and just it's very campy like you expect kind of more of a comic book movie to be back then I mean now obviously it's a little bit better there's definitely a lot of still campy things about comic book movies. But knowing that it's it's a little harder. I don't know, it's harder to make fun of, but it is because it's kind of makes fun of itself a little bit. So but mm-hmm. we can still look we can still try, right? <laughs> Thomas Dolby wrote some of the music for this also, I noticed in the credits. Made, that made me happy. I love Thomas Dolby. I thought he was mm-hmm. really I mean, I loved him when I was a kid. I think he's really cool. And he actually put a lot of work into it. He had he trained Leah because uh, Leah Thompson wasn't going Leah Thompson, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was, she was not, I mean, well, she wasn't going to be this singing. They weren't going to use her voice, but she could sing. And he did such a good job training her and then taught all the people in the band to actually play the instruments. And he took a lot of time to make it seem like a real band, which I thought was very cool and very dedicated of him. But I like Tom. If he spent his time on other pursuits, he would have been more successful. Maybe. But he's just dedicated. I don't know. I think that's cool. I like Tom Stolby. He played, he played the bartender too in the, Oh, is he? I was wondering if he was in it too. Is he the bartender? Is he the one that hands him the bottle to like knock the guy in the face? (laughs) Yeah, so he hands him the bottle, but then didn't he just hit the break the bottle against the wall? Did he actually hit it against someone's head? I don't know. I just he just handed the bottle. I don't remember. I I I missed what happened, but it looked like he handed him a bottle and he broke the bottle on the wall and dropped the 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 shards. And I was like, what was the point of that? But maybe maybe hit someone. It didn't look like it to me. It was a weird scene. That fight scene. Uh, yeah, weird is a, is a good word for it. So, um, yeah, so, all right. So we got Leah Thompson. She's in this, in this band, right? She's, she's playing her music at her, at her club. Mm. She's got her sleazy manager, whatever. It's very basic kind of like, you know, it's supposed to be Ohio, right? Yeah. Very, you know, Cleveland. like that kind of dark, gross, dirty city, you know, she's playing in a dark, gross, dirty club and she lives in a, Actually, I mean, in Manhattan, that apartment would probably be like $2 million. That apartment <laughs> was amazing. It was, yeah. I mean, it just looks, I like how they, you know, they scatter paper on the floor and they're like, sorry, yeah. everything's a mess. I'm like. <laughs> she had like neon lights and, and like posters and everything. It was yeah. pretty cool, actually. But she's supposed big. to live in kind of a dirty, you know, a bad place or whatever. And um, that would have cost $5,000 in Manhattan for that place. It's, yeah, if not, definitely. It was, and it was huge. So yeah, so whatever they find each other, and he's you know, and it's 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 funny because like I said like he's all freaked out by everything. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to go back and say um, when he's, I guess it's when he's was he running or he's fighting. I can't remember exactly when it was, but he lands on the motorcycle of Satan sluts, <laughs> the biker gang. Oh, <laughs> and they were like, ah, and it was so funny. I'm like, if you were Satan, really Satan sluts, I don't think you'd be that scared by a duck. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People had like different reactions to him. 
Some yeah. people were totally fine with him and some people were like flipping out. Yeah. It was a little inconsistent that way. It was but I didn't notice. Yeah, I didn't notice they were called Satan sluts. Oh yeah, they show the that's, back one of their jackets. It was that's great. kind of cool. But back on his duck world, um, and it was called Duck World by the by the way, I think. Because at the end he's like, Goodbye, Duck World. Right? That, 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 it's a, it's a, Duck I don't world. know. I, I don't. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. If, I guess that's what it's called. I mean, it doesn't take that doesn't take much thought. <laughs> but that doesn't like what we don't call this planet human world. You know. <laughs> well, when she was looking at his license, though, it said Marsh. It, it literally said Washington, D.C. <laughs> so I don't know if that is that the state in Duck World of which he lives. You know, like, I don't, is it like this where there's like states and countries in Duck World? I really don't know. And but on on Duck World, he ha- seemed to have several girlfriends. Right. Because he got like a postcard from a girl who said that she missed him. Yeah. And she, he got like a phone call from another girl who was like talking dirty to him. Mm-hmm. And he sees like various pictures of him with like multiple girls like around him at the beach. Like, is he supposed to be like a ladies man? Because at some points he seemed like a nerd. And at some points he seemed like a, a stiff. And at some points he seemed like a total like playboy. I think I think it was just bad writing, but I do think that it's supposed to be that he was kind of like a ladies man the ladies duck like he had a lot of girlfriends a lot of experience with the ladies and mm-hmm. kind of yeah i mean i think so and see that's then what he it, went that's into what advertising I he's what but then he went into advertising <laughs> he went into advertising yeah well he wanted to be famous he wanted to be a musician apparently mm-hmm. which is mentioned exactly once i think in the entire movie but it's yeah. apparently like a big dream of his and then he, he started slapping the keyboard so yeah, he he says he wanted to do that. So then he did construction by day, and he was a music. He wrote music at night, and then he you know he couldn't do it, so he ended up becoming an uh, an advertising co- copywriter to, to make ends meet. She is smitten with him almost immediately. I don't know if it's if it's because he saved her in the alley, but she is very taken with him right away. Yeah, it's. She's like, you know, pseudo's frightened for a minute, but then yeah. he saves her and those, oh God, and the whole dialogue with the, the guys in the alley, I just, did you notice how uh, much dub, like post-production dubbing there was in this movie? Yeah, I did. There was yeah. a lot. I mean, it was just, could they not get it right? I don't really understand it, but there was so much that it was, and it was very, very obvious. But the way they those guys her. talk, it was like, hey, duck. You know, <laughs> nobody at all talks like that. And it was just the way he had this this kind of raspiness and he spoke with this cadence. It was just so weird. I was like, no one talks like that. If you're going to try to murder someone, you're like, give me right. a fucking, you know, whatever. Like, you're not going to be like, you, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was almost funny until you realized they were trying to like murder that guy and force themselves on that girl. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh. <laughs> it's, it's it was not so it was funny. Bad. And the music playing was hilarious. I was actually laughing because it was this over-the-top, like, Indiana Jones kind of music when he was fighting oh, them. And I was yeah. like, oh, my God. It, this does not warrant that. I actually said the score was pretty good. It was just out of place. Like, if it was in a real movie, it would have been a good score. <laughs> yeah, it was. That just that that music did not belong there. And it just didn't belong, yeah. It bothered yeah. me. And But they kept calling her, um, I don't know if it's the same guys, but when they were trying to, like, harass her and... and and you know, get with her in the alley. They kept calling her snot nose. Yeah, like I know several times. Too. Like you're not going to get all snot nose on. I was like, it, it's almost like there was a joke in there that they they took out and they but they kept that in. Like they forgot to take all of it out. They said it like two or three times, and I'm like, 
you don't really call someone snot nose that much unless it's like their nickname or, you know, like unless they have a nickname or something, or, you know, there's a, there's a joke about it before. I would never call someone snot nose if I found them attractive. (laughs) I mean, it's just, that's what I'm saying. It's like, it was almost like it was a joke that we, that we, they just took out or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, they were like, Oh, we're going to ADR this later. Right. Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. And then they just never did. (laughs) Just, they just forgot. They go back to her place, which is weird, but what, you know, it is what it is. He doesn't seem to think humans are as gross as everyone thinks he is, which I feel like should be reciprocal. That's yeah. Like, that's what I mean. Like he didn't, he was, he was freaking out about like about certain things, but you know, he wasn't as afraid of the humans as they were of him. I mean, Mm -hmm. I mean, let's be real. If you were walking down the street and you saw that you'd probably first instinct would be like, Oh, it's a kid in a costume. But when you realize right. it wasn't, you'd probably be a little freaked out. I mean, it would be pretty weird to see that. I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I would be pretty freaked out. And I don't the, the way that the skin around his eyes it was no I, that I did not like that. It's yeah. terrifying. Yeah, it was like flesh colored. It was very weird, and there was but, no feathers around his eyes. I didn't like it. Those two guys. Uh, I have a note here. One of them goes, uh, I, "I must have been doing too much toot." Dude, yeah. <laughs> what the hell is toot? I'm pretty sure it's Coke. Oh, uh, okay. I th- I'm pretty I don't sure. Know. I, if I was a tough guy, I wouldn't call the drug I do toot. <laughs> it's like what you call a fart to a baby. Yeah, exactly. It's like you call a fart. <laughs> oh, did you toot? <laughs> Been sniffing farts? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. This is this is kind of a weird world. We don't know what they do. I did like uh, her crimped hair, though. You that did like it? 80s. Yeah, I like hair. <laughs> so she So she brings him back, and then she he goes. He finally goes to sleep. You know, which is she and she's okay with this. And then she goes through his wallet. And I'm sorry, but when she pulls out that like weird little condom out of his and it's not even in a wrapper. I was like, oh, "Oh my God, this is so gross. And I do not remember that from a kid because I probably just didn't realize what it was. Yeah. Yeah. And she's like, Howard, like, oh, you're so silly. (laughs) Like, oh, so So when she starts, he falls asleep and she starts touching him and then like goes through his wallet which is kind of messed up. And I was going to bring this up later, but it makes more sense to bring it up now with the condom. Duck penises are corkscrew shaped. <laughs> okay. That guy has a corkscrew shaped penis. Okay. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yes. Which is just, that's what I think about. And it just disgusts me even more. It's, I mean, it's a little gross. It was, it was gross. And I just don't even understand. They couldn't even put it in a wrapper. Or at least. Yeah. They tell you not to keep condoms in your wallet in the first place, but in a not even in a wrapper. Like why is it? It would have the joke would have the same effect if it was in a wrapper. It's, it's super weird that it wasn't. It was. She should have been really skeeved weird. out because, like, you see that you're like, ah, oh, I don't know if this and is. And like, it could have been used. Yeah, <laughs> maybe they reuse condoms in Duck World. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. That was ugh. like they went out of their way to make this not a kids movie, but I feel like it was marketed as a kids movie because. Most kids saw it when they were younger. I mean, I saw it. I th- I also do. I really do think that kids, I mean, kids are smarter than we think. And I do understand that. But a lot of them are not going to understand actual, like, blatant, a lot of the this, this sexual um, innuendo. Because they don't have anything to compare it to. They don't really understand that, you know. So, you know, the one part that I really do remember is when they, like, go to kiss and you just see the silhouette. Because I was like, I thought it was really weird because when I was a kid, because I was like, well, he's, he's a duck and she's a girl, you know, so I didn't. But all the other things I only noticed really now. I didn't really get, of course, the duck boobs, you know. that's Duck boobs. Yeah. Gross. I mean, of course I saw that, but. Gross. Gross. 
he, he's sitting in her chair and like a, a truck goes by and the chair starts shaking and he has like a flashback. He has like a post-traumatic stress, like triggered totally. flashback. And they cut to 10 minutes ago in the movie and show him flying off of his planet again or flying through his apartment building just to remind you this is why he's freaking out. It's like it happened 10 minutes ago. In case you were like really that brain dead and forgot what was going on in the movie. This is what that happened. scene went on for a while. Yeah. You didn't forget. Believe me, because it didn't make any sense. And if you did forget, I feel like that wouldn't have helped you. But yeah, it was, it was just a weird choice. So um, Tim Robbins, who I adore, was in it, is in it, you know, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. He plays a buffoon. He's he's a babbling idiot. We think he's a scientist. Ends up that he's he's like, I'm a lab assistant. He's like, you're a janitor. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I'm a lab assistant. And he says something that I think is so funny. He's like, says something. He's like, I'm just trying to do this until I get my own museum. Yeah. Well, I'm not really sure if it works like that, yeah. but <laughs> I don't he's think like when I get out of college, I'll get my own museum. It's like, oh. I mean, I kind of understand what they meant, but like, you don't just go out and get a museum. Like, you know, you, you get a car. <laughs> like, I'm going to go get this museum here. So that was kind of a funny, a funny line. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. I was like, why do you think you're going to get an entire museum when you graduate college? I feel like that doesn't, doesn't work that way. Yeah, it doesn't. I love yeah, the unemployment lady. I think she was so funny. She just she unfit. Great unfazed totally that he was a duck she's like you think because you look weird you're gonna be able to not do anything she's like fuck you duck because yeah. <laughs> i got news for you and then she gets him a job at what in the hell was that yeah so well first he tries to bite her in the ass which yeah. i also didn't get is that an instinct because it's not brought up he seems like he gets upset when people think he has animal instincts because he's like no i'm a, like a refined person just like you but for some reason he uh he has this instinct to just bite her in the ass or the butt. I don't really, I'm not sure about that either. If it was supposed to be a sexual thing, because when she bends over, he kind of makes a noise like, Hmm, you know, he sort of makes like this noise. Right. So I don't know if it was like, a, you know, sexually attracted to her sexual thing, or if it was supposed to be, because there's definitely a lot of that throughout it. We have to just, we have to kind of get over it and, you know, and realize that there's a lot of sexual innuendo in this movie. So I, think that it could have been that but it also could have been because ducks just kind of just bite <laughs> you know they just kind of they come up to you and they can just <laughs> i mean i've been bit by a goose plenty of times as a kid oh yeah goose goose are jerks so yeah. i don't know maybe it was animal instinct but you're right because he gets mad about when someone calls him an animal which yeah technically he is or sort of on our planet anyway so i wasn't so sure then, but yes they, she gets funny. him a job right i still can't i have no idea what that place is i've never seen anything like that i've never heard of anything like that do those things exist in the 80s? Is it a whorehouse? This is what I don't get. Is it a whorehouse? Is it a spa? But it definitely didn't look like just a spa. It was all dark and sweaty. People are like making out everywhere. People are half naked. It looked like you rented hot tubs inside. It looks Indoor like hot tubs. breeding ground for diseases. Yes. And it looks like a lot of chlamydia. I don't understand anyone <laughs> who wants to go. Yeah, if that existed like that. in the 80s, no wonder we had such an STD <laughs> problem because I mean, that was disgusting i don't even know if that's a thing i've never heard of that before it was really weird when i because i don't really remember that when i was young maybe i just saw people were swimming i don't know but you know looking at it i was like and the guy is all greasy and sweaty and he's that like, guy was so freaking sweaty and he wasn't gross. even in the tub he was just <laughs> sitting at the bar sitting at the bar just <laughs> profusely sweating oh <laughs> he's so gross it was just such a sleazy place i don't know what what the hell 
that was supposed to be. And if, if anybody has any idea, I'd love to know because I've never seen or heard of anything like that before. Get a motel like a normal person. <laughs> exactly. You know? That's Seriously. gross enough, but get it anyway. <laughs> you don't need to go rent an indoor hot tub in Cleveland. <laughs> so then Tim Robbins' uh, character is explaining how the evolution is different on Duck World, I guess. Oh, yeah. Instead of the humans evolving from monkeys or whatever, or apes, the whatever Howard is, the modern duck evolved from regular ducks. Okay, right? That's right. that's fine. But then he goes around being like, oh, you guys are all hairless apes now. I actually thought that was kind of funny. You said that to everybody. He, that pissed him <laughs> off, yeah. He's like, why don't I go get you a banana or something like that? <laughs> But he was leaving the museum. He said that he was like, somebody got upset. He was like, I'll get you a banana. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Although he can't swim. That's a big thing. Is that because of the evolution, I guess? He's not allowed to swim anymore. Or he's he, not allowed. He can't swim. He doesn't know how to swim because ducks don't swim in his world. I guess so. Because in the beginning, I was like, when he was all, you know, when it was raining and he was under the thing and he's all pulling his coat up and. See, it's rain. You shouldn't care. You're a duck. But then we right, find out duck. later that he can't, that he doesn't actually, they don't really like water. They don't like, they don't like water like ducks do here. It's different right. on that planet. But they still evolved from ducks, so it doesn't make sense. It I mean, it doesn't make any sense. We evolved from monkeys. I can do everything a monkey can do. Yeah, pretty much. Unless, except for the tail part. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Except <laughs> <laughs> that whole tail thing, swinging around from a tail. But yeah, I mean, basically. Mm. I have his note. So when he gets off the bus from work, he goes to work and he's on the bus. Obviously, the bus is packed and he gets off the bus and everyone freaks out when he gets off the bus. I'm like, yeah, he's been sitting there the whole time. (laughs) Yeah. Why did you wait until he was leaving? So now he stands up and you I don't understand. And now you see him Mm -hmm. was like, oh, oh," like freaking out. And those weird little screams, those I don't know. I call them canned screams. Like it's oh, it's like um. There's a name for it. Do you know it? I'm gonna Wilhelm have to scream? Look it up. There's this, yes. You know, there's a lot of that in the in this movie, I feel like. It's like a yeah, Wilhelm Scream's in this movie, actually. Is is there you know, I, I mean I don't like I don't really know the origin of it. I just remember the name. But mm. I know that it's like that fake and it's also they have that in um a lot of movies that the gasping, the <gasps> that's another thing that they use constantly over and over and over again. It's it's like a canned sound or mm. scream or whatever, and they use that same one. For tons of different movies. Yeah, I, I I used to find it interesting to pick out the Wilhelm Screamer movies, but now I find it super annoying, and I wish they'd stop doing it. <laughs> like, aren't we over this already? Because a lot of times it just doesn't fit. It'll be some guy with like a baritone voice or a bass voice, and then that scream is like I... super. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's very high pitched. Yeah. <laughs> they they then he gets off the bus and he's watching TV and he finds out that it's duck hunting season and there's like an overpopulation of ducks, so they're doubling the amount of ducks that people can kill now yeah and then it comes comes back later at the end too it's like duck hunting season i don't know why that matters like i don't know one of my things with it is that are you a duck or are you you know a humanoid thing because he gets offended when you talk about him being a duck or an animal but he's afraid he doesn't like the duck hunting thing you know, it's a, it can't be both ways. He wants to have it like you You have to respect him as a duck and as a, you know, a humanoid anthropomorph. I can't say this word. I know the word anthropomorphic. Yep. There you go. <laughs> I don't know why. It's one of those words that just I cannot you got get it. out. You know. Duck. 
Um, it, it just, you can't have it both ways, buddy. Like, are mm. you a duck? Or are you, you know, person? It, it's just, it's stupid because he's mad about this. And then, you know, he's, he gets upset about the duck thing. I don't know. It's just not, not to draw comparisons, but again, if I was at duck world and they were hunting monkeys, I'd be like, that's fine. I don't care. <laughs> <Hunt Yeah. monkeys. laughs> and he doesn't really, I mean, he does. Okay. He has feathers, but he walks upright. He doesn't have wings. He has arms. He talks, you know, right. I don't know that people are, people are going to see him and say, Oh, I'm going to hunt him for duck season. They might say, Oh, this is really fucking weird. So I want to kill it to like, bring it back to the lab to study. But I yeah. wouldn't be worried about ducks hunting season. No, he's yeah. wearing pants with yeah. a, a sleeveless <laughs> vest and suspenders. <laughs> yes. You can relax, buddy. I don't think they're looking for you right now. For no. that reason, anyway. And But he sees a commercial for something called duckaroni. Is that a real thing? I thought that, that, too. Like, it was like rice-a-roni, but it said duckaroni. I don't yeah. know. I mean, they did, I think that's they, real. They did make some weird stuff in the 80s. Um, I don't know if that was one of them, though. You know, I could check it out. Check it out. Um, duck. Oh, geez. It doesn't seem to be rice aroni. There's a duck aroni trademark sunshine mill serial number. I don't, I don't uh, know no. that it, I don't think it was really a thing. I guess not. Yeah, no, I mean, that might be good though. <laughs> yeah, probably would be. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of, I, I like duck. Peking tree. <laughs> I'd try it. So, so, so she, yeah, so she, so he comes back to her place i guess right i'm I'm gonna have to remember well they get into a fight because she because he bring he she brings him to tim robbins it turns out he just wants to like write a book and write a paper and get famous and they get into like a very contrived argument and he goes on his own he meets the he goes to unemployment gets the job that doesn't work out he decides to go back and find her because he's like you're the only friend i have Right. Life on this planet is terrible. And I don't know how much time has passed. I'm guessing a couple of weeks, maybe. I get. Yeah. I mean, because he had a job and he was kind of, you know, not he didn't. Yeah. And then he went back to her and said, I don't have anybody else. He went back. He went to the club. Right. Mm-hmm. To find her. And he fights and then, the manager because he hear, overhears the manager like saying, because I guess there was the, those were the club owners who were giving the manager money for the girls playing on stage. And then he's like, oh, I'm not going to give her this money because she won't sleep with me or something like that. Just and he acts all tough. Sleazy person, yeah. yeah. But no, Howard acts all tough. He tries to act all tough, and they just toss him across the bar. I mean, he's like three foot, <laughs> not like what, yeah, I mean, obviously. But he knows quack foo, so quack you have foo. to be very scared. So there's a ridiculous fight. I mean, and the, and the, you know, and the villains, I get it. It was the 80s, and it was like comic booky, But God, man, the villains are just, it's too much. I can't describe it. It's just, it's so terrible and so campy mm-hmm. and so not threatening. They're just so exactly. dumb. They're just really it's, stupid. Yeah. It's someone, it's like, the, it's a, someone's idea of toughness who's never faced real hardship in their life. Yeah. Like, this Basically. is how a tough guy acts, right? It's like, no. <laughs> Well, he's got a leather jacket on, so obviously he's tough. He's got an earring, so he must be, you know, and we'll give him an earring and a leather jacket. He'll be tough. Everyone will believe it. It'll be totally <laughs> believable. Then there's a terrible fight. It's just it's just so stupid. So she goes back with him, and then they're about to make out or something. It's really weird because she starts coming on to him. It's just super uncomfortable. She puts on the fanciest underwear I've ever seen for someone who's just pretending to go to sleep. 
I mean, you know, I I, like, I know it's the 80s, but it's just so funny how in the 80s everybody assumed and people that never really have had any experience with women must have thought that girls just walk around in fancy lingerie constantly because every movie yeah. has a girl in like underwear and lacy bras or like little, you know, <laughs> and she's in front of a, a duck. Yes, but he's obviously got a lot of um, human characteristics and he's uh, he's attracted to women you know he's yes so you're walking around in a tiny little tank top and really little panties yeah and she flashes him at her she's pretending to wear a robe but she flashes him what's going on down there it's like open and she's walking around like that and and that's you know yeah like you said if you have experience you're looking at that scene you're going she's gonna make a move on him tonight because there's no reason she would be wearing that and doing that and she does and he says no he's like i don't i can't do this which yeah, I don't that was really weird. Understand why? Because it seemed like he really liked her, and you know, if we if we go back to him being in his world, he's obviously kind of this playboy, you know, guy. Right. But- it wasn't a front. He actually had women in his world, so it wasn't right. like he's pretending to be a playboy. He actually, but she came on strong, and he he got freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> Which fine. I'm glad because I don't know if I could have dealt with any more than that. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, I was just kidding." It's like, no, you weren't. You were just about to take your top off yeah and he stopped you <laughs> yeah literally like about to just get naked and during this whole scene the door to her place is apparently wide open just because then open. three scientists walk in yeah they're about they like to get back to kiss or maybe they do like a little kiss like through they the were gonna have sex screen and then they, they come in and they're like oh sorry the door was open and they're just standing yeah. there and then staring at her in her underwear in bed yeah, with a duck. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know if you ever want to be caught in. If you ever talk about compromising positions, I mean that's definitely that's definitely one of them. I tell you what, I don't yeah. know if I'd want to be caught with that. So then we see Jeffrey Jones, and mm-hmm. who also who I like. I don't know. I mean, I like him as an actor. I like him too. Okay. Yeah, so, I yeah. understand. Look, hope if if he did something bad, he should get what's coming to him. But exactly. this is the eighties at that time or whatever. I like Jeffrey Jones. Thank you. That's been a different, lot of good you know, movies. We don't want to get into that. We don't get we don't get political like or whatever here. It's just I did like him and I liked him in this movie. I th- actually thought he was kind of the only funny part. I I didn't laugh very much in this movie. I know it was supposed to be comedy, yes. but he was hilarious as the dark overlord. So <laughs> Yeah, I wrote Jeffrey Jones is the best part of this movie and he's a disgusting tentacle monster. What does that say about this movie? <laughs> yes, exactly. He is great. Thank you. I'm so glad you said that. I thought he was hilarious. So he's, We're he's on the same but page. this is before he's a tentacle monster. He's still just regular scientist and he's a nice guy. He's actually a good guy. He's not a bad guy. He's, I don't trust Jeffrey Jones. I like him, but I don't trust him in any movie. I don't know why. He's got a face. He's, he just he's looks got, nefarious. He's got right? a face. He does. Yeah. That's why they like what probably why they picked him. But he is a good guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. So they are, you know, they walk into the in there, and then and that guy, that guy knew what movie he was in. He might have been the only person, except for maybe Tim Robbins, who knew what movie he was actually in. <laughs> he's like, I. He's like, I know what this is. This is crap, <laughs> and I am going to play my most ridiculous self that i can be right now tim robbins yes you're right mm-hmm. everyone else is like this is so you know leah thompson apparently was very very dis- devastated by the fact that this did not make more money and wasn't better she ran and took a, a really? role that she had previously turned down because she was afraid she was never going to get a role again yeah she, she turned down some kind of wonderful and when this bomb she went back she said please let me be in some kind of wonderful and they <laughs> took her back 
I, I mean, you, I don't understand how you think this is going to be some kind of amazing cinematic tour de force. But anyway, so what I didn't understand. So when they go, so it's nighttime, obviously it's, it's late and they go to the lab, right? Is it that night they take them? Where does Jeffrey Jones go? He's with them. And then all of a sudden he's not there and he's already at the lab. It was just weird. There was a kind of That's little a disconnect there. Because he winds up in a truck and he he arrives like several hours after Jeffrey Jones, you would imagine. Right. They take a truck. like They're in a, in a van together. But Jeffrey Jones is nowhere to be found in there. But he's already there. Well, she packs him a bag. But why? Like, just just leave. You know, maybe oh, she says, he's like, yeah, oh, I'll meet you there in a few hours. I have to say goodbye and pack. And that's stupid. Because she comes with him. They don't even say goodbye. Because she doesn't she come with him? She does. Yeah, she goes with him. They have like a goodbye scene. And then she gets in the truck with him. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So, and they, they, they show up at the lab. And things are blowing up. The door opens and some guy's like, ah, oh, my eyes. <laughs> right? Yeah. But then he like... That's usually like the last thing someone says. They go, oh, my eyes, and then they die. But then he proceeds to have like a conversation with them and tell oh, them like what totally. happened. <laughs> yeah. And apparently they initiated the sequence to refocus the space laser, and it all blew up, and some energy got downloaded or something. And Jeffrey Jones' character took like the brunt of the energy. Mm-hmm. So they all think he's dead. Uh, then like he's, The Dark Overlord is... And I just think it's so well, funny the how they call it the dark overlord because I mean you, that, you know that must have taken a really long time to come up with that. Yeah, so creative. He never has a name. He's just called so the dark original overlord. dark overlord. Yeah, but I I don't understand the circumstances that led to him being chased by the cops because he gets arrested in a lab. Like when the lab is falling apart, all of a sudden the government guys come in, but the government guys don't seem to have their own muscle. They use like local police force to arrest him. For some reason, I don't know. And these are the most bumbling police officers I've ever seen. Oh, my but they're also super trigger happy. They're, yeah, <laughs> they're super trigger happy. I actually have one in my notes is like there are so many terrible. Like first of all, the cops are just yeah, they're just like shoot it, like just shoot, just whatever, just shoot people. But there are so many felonies committed in this <laughs> in this movie. <laughs> cops die constantly. And they go flying into the ocean. They blow up. Like I mean, there's so many things that happen that are just so ridiculous in this movie <laughs> he escapes by throwing a lit cigar which is just laying around no, into the a garbage dives can in, yeah he dives into the garbage <laughs> the can cop like, head first, dives in head first and with his arms too yeah. <laughs> into a garbage can to put out a cigar he's like it's gosh like, darn you meddling kids <laughs> so stupid so then he escapes and they, they find out the cops are chasing him and then jeffrey jones's character reappears and he's like come with me i'll get you out of here or something like that as he's like transforming into the dark overlord. He keeps like retching like. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, something's growing inside of me. And they're like, oh, you're just crazy. Why are you so weird? It's like. It's like uh... what did you have for lunch? <laughs> <laughs> like the guy just got blown up. And you know, like weird stuff's going on. I don't know. I would have been more skeptical. And then they go to this place to eat. They stop to eat for whatever uh, reason. Yeah, they do. Where do they stop to eat? I don't remember the name of the place, but it said Cajun Sushi, Cajun on, sushi. on the sign. But it's funny because sushi is covering up another thing. If you know, if you look at it, oh. so it obviously said Cajun something. 
but then they put a sign over it so it says Cajun Sushi. Oh my god, that makes it even more funny. I didn't notice that. That it's very funny. This is oh. actually this these this part here is where it gets kind of funny. I think there's yes. a lot of funny parts in this. But I actually do like that scene at this yeah. redneck diner. I mean, these people are like I don't even know. I mean, they're like hee-haw in it, and mm-hmm. they have these samurai thing bandana type things on, and they're like all the sushi. Yeah, they're like. They're like southern cooks, but they have like the Japanese bandanas on. Yeah, yeah. Like they- <laughs> it's so, and you know, no one knew. I don't think a lot of people outside of California knew what sushi was in the 80s. Maybe in the 80s, New York. I feel like, yeah, I don't think like it was really a big thing, but it's really funny that it's Cajun sushi. I mean, that's just amazing. <laughs> it, it's so funny. And their waitress is like a very like positive energy person. Like, <laughs> she's like, like, oh my gosh, age. you love your costume. It's so cool. She's kind of just like, and then. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, sorry like one of the, so he gets free so they order the specials right because they got to order she's like you got to order something so they get the specials and it's eggs and he freaks out he's like right. oh man get the eggs away from me you know and so then he's still i guess he's pretty much transformed jeffrey jones is pretty much transformed to dark overload overlord but then something happens and he she takes them all away and he goes she took my eggs <laughs> <laughs> Thank God for him in this movie because this is the only time I actually laugh. <laughs> yeah, because he he is now transformed into some other creature that's like inhabiting his body, and he just keeps spouting off these one lines. Like they'd be like, "What's wrong with you?" He's like, "The Dark Overlord will consume <laughs> the Earth and blows up like ketchup bottles." And he's yeah. like, I no longer <laughs> like, need sustenance. <laughs> and then he gets upset that she took the eggs away. That's yeah. it was, so he was he was really great. Yeah, then he pulls out for a second what I thought was a cell phone. And I was like, oh, wait, this is 1986. It's not a cell phone. It's like oh, a garage door opener with a keypad on it. <laughs> it was supposed to be like the, that was like the key to like unlock the thing, right? The to get laser. The I guess they needed that would authorize them to use the laser beam. Right. Because he wanted to bring right, more okay. Dark Overlords on this planet. So then there's a scene where everyone gets mad in the diner at Howard and all these, these rednecks try to cook them or something. Well, you know, I, I was actually just going to say that just, you know, because it's not really that not that important, but I just, you know, it's another thing about that campiness of this of these kind of movies where people, if you're just sitting at a diner, it is very unlikely that some people are going to come over to you and just start fucking with you that mm-hmm. badly for no reason. I mean, they come over to them mm-hmm. and he's, they're like, what, and I'm like, what are they, they didn't do anything to you. Why are you bothering them? So then of yeah. course, you know, they're going to start getting into a fight. It's just so stupid. I just And it's Cleveland. It's like Ohio. It's not, this, this isn't like Louisiana or something like that, you know, like we're not which is stereotypically that by you kind of, or, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's just stupid. But they just, anyway, yeah. And they just, they, they strap him down and they start seasoning him with salt and pepper. I, they start seasoning him and putting, sprinkling like lettuce on him. <laughs> He's in clothes, alive. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I just think it's so funny. They don't even take his clothes off. They just start sprinkling, <laughs> seasoning him with his like his whole outfit on. I'm like, what's oh, going on right now? That would not eat him. <laughs> He's probably not very good. So then Howard winds up with the code key. Or yeah, somehow Howard has the code key. And so Jeffrey Jones steps in because he just wants the code key because he wants to operate the laser, bring all the overlords back. So he winds up like destroying all the rednecks in the bar who are messing with Howard, but then he tries to also take the code key from Howard. Howard won't give it to him. And it turns out he's got all sorts of powers. He's got telekinesis. He's got, like, laser eyes. He's got all sorts of stuff going on. He's Jeffrey got Jones. But it's pretty funny how, you know, he's, he's shooting lasers out of his eyeballs, and they're like, 
that's enough. You can't do this. I, if there was someone shooting lasers out of their eyeballs, I would have been gone before I even saw that. I would have been like, later, I'm yeah. out. Are you kidding me? That's enough is enough. You can't do this to us. You're like, bye, you can do whatever you want. I'm out. So he gets the code key and then he um he steals he basically steals Leah Thompson, whatever her name is in the movie. I don't mm-hmm. even remember. Beverly. Um Beverly. Uh yeah, that's right. But then he steals her and puts her in the truck and he's driving his truck back to the laser factory. <laughs> but well not the laser factory, whatever it is. He actually but, was going to the like a nuclear power plant to get energy. Remember he, had, he sticks his, t- his gross, disgusting tongue into the lighter socket. Yeah, so they're the yeah truck. they're in the truck, and he puts his tentacle in the. I need. I require power. Yeah, and then it cuts to her sleeping. So I don't know if she fainted, but then like I don't know. A few hours later, maybe it's later in the movie. She's, she's just, just relaxed. <laughs> just like yeah, whatever. <laughs> Driving around in a semi with a crazy person. It's all good. <laughs> I'm just gonna take a little nap, right? So they go to a power plant because he's like, I need lots of power. And he's, he's on a tour of the facilities. And the tour guide is like, this isn't like Three Mile Island or Chernobyl. It's like, if, if you're giving a, he's supposed to be giving a tour to a senator. If you're giving a tour of your power plant to a senator, like, don't mention Three Mile Island in Chernobyl. <laughs> Probably you not your that. best thing. <laughs> but also, you know, do you realize that there's no time in this? No one seems to sleep. This all happens in what? One day, one night? I just, I can't figure it oh, out. Oh, yeah, it's dawn at this point, right? Yeah, because they're sleeping. It's nighttime at the diner. She's falling asleep. Now she it's took like a nap. the next yeah. day. She, she, they're now in there. It's just like, no, it's just really weird. It's just everything <laughs> yeah. going and going and going and going. And I don't know what's going on. So I don't, this is the part that confuses me because they, they, they get, is there another laser in the power facility or did he go there to get power then goes back to the lab with the laser? He went there to get power because he broke down the wall. Right. Glass, and then a metal gate came down. He broke through that and he got his, he got super strong from that nuclear power that was okay. in the reactor or whatever it was. I mean, it's not real science. So, you know, it really doesn't really matter <laughs> that much because it's all just comic book science. Right. But yes. He got his power from there and then went to the lab, but not okay. before um, Phil, is that his name? Uh, Tim Robbins, Phil Maybe. like Buttle Bart or something. I don't know. Something <laughs> like that. He got, he's arrested. He got arrested and he's in the back of the cop car and Howard is still at the, at the restaurant. The Cajun sushi place. Yeah. 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 And he's standing. I don't know if you notice this. I don't know why I found this to be hilarious. He's standing, you know, still like a statue (laughs) in this garden of probably fiberglass, you know, statues. It says kitty land. Yes. I saw that. And it's these faded old horrifying (laughs) Fiberglass statues of like a little girl and a chicken and what in the hell kind of kitty <laughs> land? Like what sadness is that? What big parent is like, go play in that kitty land. That is the stuff that it's like, it looks like a, it looked like, like a, um, something that was left over from Chernobyl. I mean, what the hell is it? So terrifying. Yeah. Why would you leave the little kids there? There was just... nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, had to had to make note of that one. Then, so he helps he helps Tim Robbins escape from the cop car, and they find an old uh, lightweight airplane. Of course, I mean they're everywhere. They reassemble. Like if you were like, we need to escape. Oh look, an airplane. You're like, oh, it needs assembly. Wouldn't you be like, let's stop and assemble it? Or would you be like, okay, this isn't going to work. Let's go find something else. But they don't. They actually sit there and assemble it. 
He says uh, that he can have it going in just a minute. He, I, oh, this is, I could just, you know, don't worry. I have, I've got this in just a few, we'll be ready to go in a few yeah. minutes. I'm a paleontologist. We've got to work on those things because we've all seen them and they're so popular. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm a paleontologist. I know how air work, air, <laughs> airplanes work, whatever. And that airplane scene, chasing goes on for way too long. It's very long. It goes on a long time. And I'm sure it's because they allocated a lot of money to it and they had to get their money's worth, I guess, because it probably costs a lot. I'm sure. There was like some real acrobatics and stunts and stuff going on Definitely in that sequence. Yeah. But it went on for a long time. And yeah. Then they make it to the lab. And this overlord has everything he needs. He's got the code key. And he's got the laser. And he straps Leah Thompson to a table. Because, I don't know. Because that's cliche. Yeah. And he's going to download more overlords into her. Because they need to live in human hosts. And they need a host. But they don't. Because then he breaks out of Jeffrey Jones. So... They actually don't need a host. That's true. Yeah. They actually, I didn't even really put the two together, but they really don't need a host. Maybe they need a host to grow and then they can. Oh, okay. I don't know. That's Who knows? Possible. Honestly, it really doesn't make a difference. Yeah. <laughs> and now that I know it's George Lucas thinking back that his true form looks like a rancor with like a scorpion legs. Like a rancor has regular legs, but it looks like a rancor top on like a scorpion bottom. That's yeah, crap. that was really bad. CGI, whatever. I don't even yes. know. I mean, stop it, mo- it looked like stop motion in some ways. It looked like, yeah. And I, what I used to say when I was a kid, which is weird that I said this because I didn't really know any different, but I used to say it looks like a color form on a board. Oh. You can always see the outline. You know what I mean? It looked like it was stuck there with something. I used to, I used to say that because color forms were a big thing and I love color forms. So yeah, I used to yeah. say that about a lot of movies. It looks like it's a color form stuck on something. Oh, because the edge is too defined. And, exactly. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, that's kind of cool. That's a good eye. So I definitely felt eye. that way about this, especially watching it now. I'm like, oh god, that's bad. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. So Jeffrey Jones is trying to get the laser to work and he's got the code key, but Howard and Tim Robbins are like doing their thing and trying to stop him. And then he, they get some kind of cart, some kind of golf cart that's got like a gun on it or a laser beam. Well, they get the yeah, they get the laser beam thing and they don't know how it works because apparently no one's really ever used it or tested it. But they're going to go ahead and just go for it. Why right. not? <laughs> <laughs> and did I get this right that it wouldn't work? The the cart would wouldn't start unless you were wearing your seatbelt. Apparently, but what I don't. What's that they, about? They didn't say that in the beginning when he first started going. But then, of course, when all this stuff is happening, um, the thing is shooting out laser beam. You know, it's, it's laser. These these powers can go through. They could break the glass. They could break. You know, they could melt metal. But Tim Robbins holds up a little that looks almost like a like a small satellite dish and it, it deflects it. He's <laughs> totally fine. There's no problem. I mean, yeah, he gets a little bit messed up, but, you know, it doesn't it should it, by all his head starts it, smoking. It should totally have fried that and killed him. But, you know, yes. it did not do that at all. But then he got he irradiated. Said, he tried to go and he's like, try the seatbelt. I don't know. I don't understand that. Is that a joke or is it like, oh, there's carts that scientists use that require the seatbelt to be fastened before they work i don't i don't understand that part i don't understand it either it didn't make any sense at all i don't because they didn't mention if they had mentioned before how if he was like how, how do you get this damn thing to go and tim robbins would have said try the seatbelt it would have been a little bit more he did funny you know what i mean i don't know there would have been at least some kind of connection but it didn't make that's any what sense. happened no but i'm saying if you would have said it before to make it go in, in the be- initially Oh, oh, yeah. You know so I mean? it, 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 okay, so it was in it movement. Yeah. 
Wow, that's so stupid. That's so stupid. <laughs> it's just stupid. <laughs> but I have to say, those things scared me when I was a kid. They did. Those those monsters, even though they look like color forms, they did scare me a lot. I didn't like their they're gross. They had gross hands with the things that came out. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah. Those were disgusting. It was so gross looking. And then when he cut it with the saw and it all that green, I mean that's that seriously grossed me out. Super gross. I don't know. It still grossed me out today. I didn't think it would be as gross when I watched it, but (laughs) it's still disgusting. And then so he has to destroy the laser to prevent more overlords from coming. Once they defeat the overlords. They're like, oh, if we just we don't destroy the laser, there's more overlords on the way. We got to destroy the laser, but that means you can never go home again. Mm-hmm. And he actually destroys the laser. Wait, like, destroys the laser. He says goodbye, Duck World, and or whatever he says, and yeah, destroys the laser to save Earth. And then they think he's Why? dead, and she's like, oh, Earth wasn't so, we weren't so good to you, but you saved it. But why does he save Earth? I don't know. That's a good question. Why does he save Earth? I mean, I guess they just need a you know a hero, but. Why would you do that? I mean, to be honest with you, I don't know if I would have cared. I'd be like, well, I don't live here. <laughs> I'm out. Good yeah. luck, Dark Overlords, everyone. <laughs> if, if, if you were stuck on Duck World and it was like you could destroy Duck World and go home, I'd be like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Who's going to get mad at me? Duck God? I don't know. I, I don't know why he does. It's interesting. Maybe because he just loves Beverly so much or I don't know. I have no clue. Mm. But he makes a choice to either go home or stay forever. And he chooses to destroy it and save Earth. And he gets rid of those gross, disgusting, whatever they are, things that are flying through the air. Ugh. Yeah. So gross. <laughs> then, um, so then she's famous again. You know, like I said earlier, she's super famous because she's playing her. like a few days ago. She's playing in a bar. No one's even paying attention to her. And she's no. cute. And no one's even paying attention to her. That's how no. bad her music is. <laughs> I kind of like the music. <laughs> <laughs> the like last, the last song, Howard the Duck, was that a hit? Was that like on the radio? I feel uh, like it was. I don't think so. I think that was like actually on the radio. No, I don't think so. I mean, I remember the movie. I mean, the song from the movie. It's catchy like, enough and poppy enough to be. Uh, I feel like a hit. Hmm. It's a ridiculous song, though. Yeah, but the rest of the music that she's supposed to originally have written is way worse. But you liked it, huh? I mean, I don't know. I thought it was kind of fun. I like this. The t- there was two songs. I even like this kind of mm-hmm. the sad one that she was singing. But I mean, the first one, we first see her. I oh, kinda, that sad one was brutal. And I kind of like those songs. I don't know. It's it's very it's very 80s. Very, very 80s. One of them actually kind of sounded like the one that they played after that one. No, actually, the Howard the Duck one. I was like, it sounds kind of like a B-52 song. It could have been. I mean, they sing like weird stuff. I love they do sing weird stuff. But they yeah. sing some weird shit. Oh, his last name also was Duck. He was Howard the Duck, but his name was also Howard T. Tuck. Howard T. Howard Duck. T. Duck was Howard it? the Duck. Or was oh. that just a name he adopted because they don't use last names on Duck World? Oh. Because it's weird know. that his name is Duck, last yeah. name. Unless that's just because he needed one for Earth. I'm not sure. But I also then, thought it was really funny that um, Tim Robbins' character is suddenly doing music things she, he's working oh, yeah. with them. you know he's a, he's a he gives he's up like science a, yeah <laughs> he's a scientist or like paleontologist or whatever but now he absolutely knows all the inner workings of how to you do stage you know all this these props and everything <laughs> yeah. Of course he yeah. Does. yeah and they yeah exactly 
and they're playing like a sold out amphitheater, like a super big stadium, not an amphitheater, it's indoor. I think it's indoor. Yeah, it looks like it's indoor. And they're singing Howard the Duck and they're like, oh, this is all thanks to our manager. And they bring Howard out mm-hmm. and he's not even trying to play guitar. <laughs> he's just jumping around no. and they're playing like Joe Satriani style guitar on top of what he's doing. <laughs> he's doing these crazy riffs. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's funny because you look and then from the they do a shot from the back of the stage kind of and you see them and then you see Tim Robbins in the audience with his headset. But what? in the really? audience, you know, because the stage he was just backstage like a minute ago. Well, I, I know. In the and then, now. then he's in the audience hanging out with everyone. It's just terrible. <laughs> so bad. Okay. And that's all I have for my notes. Uh, he does do the duck walk for like a second, which I'm like, OK, that makes sense. You know, you got to do the duck walk if you're. On stage playing guitar and you're a duck. You're a duck, especially for a duck. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I have. The duck walk. And then the last note here is corkscrew penis. But we talked about <laughs> I was like, I don't know where I'm going to say this, but I'm going to put this in the in podcast somewhere. Go in there. All right. So I guess it's time to do what we do with uh, Rotten Tomatoes and Box Office and all that. Yeah, let's look at some um, some critics and viewers. Yeah. Uh, Exactly. So what what do you think the Rotten Tomatoes scores are for this movie? Oh, God. I'd say zero, but I know that's not true. Um, the critic, I'm going to say the critics is definitely lower than I think audience. I kind of feel like maybe more people liked liked it than critics. I'm going to say 15% for Rotten Tomatoes critics mm-hmm. score. Okay. And for audience, 30 15 and 30. You are extremely close. (laughs) 15%, right? Actually dead on for tomato meter and 38% audience score. So wait, I can't see it. What it says, 15, it was, is it 15%? Oh, wow. All right, cool. 15. That's, I mean, that sucks for them, but (laughs) 38. All right. I had a feeling that it would be a little higher, but not by much, not by much. Yeah. It's poor movie. (laughs) That was, that's uh, that's Pretty amazing. Cool. You, you you nailed it. Let's see what any critics had to say. As you watch Howard the Duck, you get the vivid sensation that you're watching not a movie, but a pile of money being poured down the drain. Game that is yes, so, yeah, <laughs> it's so true. In the absence of anything resembling structure, character, point of view, or sense of purpose, this there is no place else for this empty project oh, to go. Oh man, I feel so yeah. bad. What can you say about a comedy in which the biggest laugh is in the end credits? I don't really understand what that. Yeah, yeah. What, what was funny in the end credits? I mean, I was happy that it was over, but... Was <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. It's like, yay! I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeffrey Jones literally, like, saved this movie. He was the only funny thing that happened, so I don't know. Oh, he hammed it up so much. Like, I, I can't even... Like, without just repeating his lines word for word, which I, I can't even do them justice, it's just... I, I want to do, like, a... I want to do a like a, sma- a super cut of all his yeah. his lines from this movie. Definitely. That'd be amazing. It, he was really, he really did. He made it. He was so funny. He was really good. He knew what he was doing. He's like, this is his movie. We're not going to, we can't take this too seriously. This is ridiculous nonsense. So yeah. have fun with it, you know? Yeah. This one says the movie is too scuzzy to beguile children. What the hell is scuzzy? I think he means sleazy. Yeah, The movie probably. is too sleazy to beguile yeah. children and too infantile to appeal to adults. 
Right on, man. Yeah, Just, I agree with that. It's it's definitely not regular for words. My parents, you know, didn't monitor a lot of things that I watched, so I was able to do things. But it's funny because my mom actually let me watch it and made fun of it, made fun of me for it. Yeah, well, your mother has better taste. <laughs> <laughs> well, Gene Siskel's in this one. Who was this stupid film made for? <laughs> oh, How succinct of you, dear. I mean, gosh, you didn't even need to even like go into it. <laughs> it was, like, there's nothing it. else to say. I love that. That's great. Um, okay. So let's talk about the numbers, I guess. I feel like this movie probably costs a lot of, a lot more money than it should have. I think you are right on. I happen to know you're right on. No. <laughs> so 1986, this movie had a lot of animatronics. Oh, do you know, do you know that, that the guy who played, oh, oh, we were to do the, let me just do the awards first. Cause I, I'm going to bring this up. I want to talk about the awards for um, the Razzies or whatever that this got. I don't know if it got anything other than Razzies. Hopefully not. Probably but not. They gave Razzies to all the people who played Howard, which I think is unfair because there's like 10 people who played Howard. And again, they probably did what they were told guy. to do. No, I, it was actually several people. It was like okay. mostly one guy. But it was a different guy's voice than actually was in the suit. Right. That I knew. But I thought that they were going to have a kid do it. But then they decided that the kid. That's the what kid I wanted to talk about. Comfortable or something. And then they had this guy do it who apparently went on to do a lot of other movies. He's apparently a, a famous actor. And he, yeah, he did other he, stuff. I think he uh, was in a Mel Brooks movie. Was he in a Mel Brooks movie? It's possible. I ought to look that up because he did do something that was big. But yeah, how on earth did they think they were going to put a child in this movie to yeah. play Howard the Duck? I don't understand that. Yeah, they were like, oh, it didn't work because it was like too much work or too hot for him. It's like, it shouldn't have worked because this was not a movie for children. Wait, like, sorry. Why is that the picture for Howard the Duck? Go back. Yeah, up. I noticed that too. It was it's from Back to the Future, right? Yeah. Why is that? Yeah. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, I don't know. It was absolutely. Oh, ridiculous. he played Chucky. That's it. He was in Spaceballs, but he played Chucky from Child's Play. Okay. Oh, so he yeah. wasn't a Mel Brooks movie, isn't Spaceballs Mel Brooks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I don't understand why they even thought that that was gonna even be a thing. I mean, if you weren't gonna do full animatronic, you obviously had to get a, you know an actor that would be able to like an you know an adult actor that would be able to fit in. It is not. <laughs> This is not a kid's, it's not having a kid walk around in a teddy bear outfit. Like, this is so not a child's movie. And I don't know. I don't understand that either. There's a scene where Leah Thompson tries to have sex with whoever's in that suit. Yeah. And they want to put a child in that suit. A child in it. It's it's just, it doesn't, I don't even get why that was even a a thought. Like, (laughs) that would even be a fleeting thought in their brains at all. So gross. So it, it won for worst picture, worst screenplay. Worst new star and worst visual effects. Who's the worst new star, though? It doesn't even say. That's not nice. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know about that one. And worst supporting actor, Tim Robbins is amazing. You leave him alone. <laughs> worst original song, Thomas Dol- Dolby is also amazing. Leave him alone. <laughs> and George S. Clinton. George S. Clinton. I didn't even know he had anything to do with that. For Howard the Duck. Wow. Okay. okay. Well... We can all agree to disagree about certain things, but yes, this movie is terrible. I understand. It was nominated for a Razzie for Worst Picture of the Decade. Oh, jeez. <laughs> it was only 86. How do you know? <laughs> no, this probably was in 19... This happened in 1990. Oh. In 1990, they nominated films for the Worst Picture of the Decade. And oh, okay. 
going to say, like, you don't think anything else that's worse than this is going to come out <laughs> the rest of the, in the whole decade? You got four more years, people. All right. So, yeah, you're right. So we were surprised that Xanadu had, what did Xanadu have, like $20 million budget in 1980, yeah. which was insane. Considering, like you said, we've seen other movies with big stars in the 80s that had three, four million. You wonder what the budget for this movie was? And I get it. It's George Lucas, and he had already done all three Star Wars movies. So the studios were just going to dump money in his lap. Although he might have financed this himself. I'm not sure. But you want to know how much the budget was for this? If it was more than $20 million, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> the budget for this was $36 million. Wow. Isn't that crazy? 30, I mean... Is it 36 or 37? I don't remember, but it was... Yeah, it was either 36 or $37 million. Well... Uh, That's insane. That's like $100 million today. I mean, like, I I kind of see, like, you know, forgetting about the actors, because I don't know that anybody that's, it was, and it was super, super famous. I mean, I know Leah Thompson just came off of doing something, but she didn't have she really tons of credentials. Oh, Back to the Future, yeah. Yeah, like, tons of credentials under her belt. And I, I don't really, Tom Ro- Tim Robbins was just starting out. So I don't yep. know, it wasn't for the acting. It could have been for the special effects, I guess, because they were well, they're better than they were better than Xanadu, but barely. I mean, they still had that glowy outline, yeah. and they did, yeah. That's a lot of money thirty seven thirty seven million dollars thirty seven thirty six whatever you thirty six or thirty seven yeah. I don't mm-hmm. want to look because I think it might reveal the box office, but well, so and you know this movie was hyped too. The marketing was, I think, pretty pretty big for this. It was big, and it was George Lucas production. He had just done Star yeah. Wars, which was people are like going nutsos over that. Um, I'm going to say that I think it I think it made a decent amount of money. I think it's I don't I don't know if it made money, but I, I want to say because like I would say it made like one million, but I know that's absolutely not true. Just advertising mm-hmm. alone, being that it's George Lucas, you know, summertime kind of end of summer big thing. I'm going right. to say that it made. 30 million, 30 million, 30 million. I don't think it made money, but I think it, I don't think it was bad. Like so, yeah, 30 million, 30 million. Maybe. Well, there's see this movie was big enough. Like we haven't had this issue a lot, but this movie was one of the few so far that we've done where it actually makes a difference, whether we're talking about domestic or international, Okay, but that's fine. Cause I think we're, we were saying worldwide, right? Worldwide. Box I guess. Office, course. Yeah. So it was a $37 million budget and it wow. made $37.9 million. So they so did it barely money. made back its production budget. Jesus. Yeah. I can't, I'm actually surprised. I was like being generous with that because I, I kind of wanted to say like 25, but I was like, maybe it made more than that. That's weird that it's, it made it's not terrible. back like almost exactly what it did. That's really strange. Yeah, but it only did 16 uh, domestically, which is not good. But yeah, um, internationally, it, it it barely made back its, its production budget, but it definitely didn't make back its marketing budget. Hmm. Um, it was beaten by Friday the 13th, part six. Part six. Which, yeah, which, as you know, horror movies don't generally do well in the box office, especially back then. And they, don't, age, a, they don't usually age niche, well either. By the time you know, it's but, up to six, yeah. usually no one But they're, they're not, they're, <laughs> there's no mass appeal to horror movies, so that's usually a very niche thing. So they very yeah. rarely beat good movies. and. Friday the 13th oh. beat uh, Howard the Duck. Huh. Yeah. Well. Although Howard the Duck beat Flight of the Navigator, which I'm very surprised. I thought Flight of the Navigator was huge when it came out, but maybe not. Look at this. 1,500 theaters it, it opened in. It opened in 15. That is a huge release. That is a big release. Oh, wow. oh, Aliens is number one. Okay. That, but that was that. in its third week. And it's in its third week. Oh, yeah. I see the number. Sorry. <laughs> it's kind of really small on my screen, so it's hard okay, for me. Okay, well, I'll make it bigger. No, no, no. It's yeah, okay. The, 
the yellow ones are always week one. Ones that are highlighted? Yeah, those are always uh, opening week. Oh, okay, gotcha. I see. Now I can see. So Yeah. Even so at Top week, Gun was in its 12th week, and it was still number seven. Wow. And even at, at week eight, though, it said, right, it's a Paris Bueller's Day Off, still doing pretty yeah. well, and that's at week eight. Yeah. Week, uh, well, yeah, I mean, Back to School was doing better. Back to School made more money than Ferris Bueller. Isn't that crazy? That's a Roddy Dangerfield movie. I I would do that. I, I, I actually, ooh, yeah. sorry. I, no. You've said already that you don't like Roddy Dangerfield, but this would be a good movie to do. But I'm it, not going to make you do it. See, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, I feel like it wouldn't, I wouldn't want to do because I don't think it's cheesy. I think it's amazing. No. And I feel like it made more money. Death. So it didn't make, so total gross Ferris Bueller's Day Off made less money than Back to School. Yeah. Isn't that weird? That is makes me mad. <laughs> like, I, I I'm like genuinely right now. I'm annoyed. Oh, I can't stand Dangerfield. Anyway, yeah, it's that's bizarre. So, Howard the Duck did a lot more, made a lot more money than I thought it did. I'm yeah, shocked. It did. Yeah. And um, so, do you want to go first with our own ratings, or would you like me to go? Um, I can go first. I think I th- you, yeah, I think I think you should go first. You went first last time, but I can't. It's hard to keep up. So as far as my own personal score, I'm going to give it a four. And I know that kind of seems higher than it should be, but there is a lot of nostalgia for me. And once I found out it was like comic book movie, you know, it kind of made it a little, made it a little bit more sense. It's weird. It's inappropriate. It's definitely, you know, the dialogue is pretty awful, but it's a Marvel movie. I do kind of, I do love, I know I, Spider-Man was like growing up was like my favorite thing in the world. So I got a, a little soft spot for Marvel and I can't believe that that's really one of the biggest, you know, the first big screen major motion picture that Marvel did. So I've got to give it, I've got to give it a personal score of four out of 10. Got it. Okay. For cheese factor, mm-hmm. I was ready to bring the aerosol cheese and be like, ba ba da ba 10. <laughs> But I found out about, again, that it was a comic book movie. And I was like, I got to knock it down to a nine because it's sort of supposed to be. I mean, if you watch this, you know, the, the first Spider-Man from 2000 or whenever it came out, that's pretty yeah, yeah. damn cheesy. You know what I mean? It but is. it's still it a is. good movie. But you got to kind of give a little bit of a little understanding for the fact that it was a comic movie. So I'm going to have to give it a nine because it is, it is cheesy, man. That dialogue and the, hmm. that, just the acting and everything. I the mean, premise is alone. the it's whole, cheesy. the whole thing. I mean, it, nothing makes sense. The, it's junk, ridiculous comic book science. You know, you really just have to just suspend the like, suspend disbelief. Is that, is that the phrase? Yeah. Suspension of disbelief. And just go with it if you're going to have any enjoy. You cannot you cannot pick this apart and think about it too much or else you're just you're going to be really mad. I mean, you're probably going to be mad anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yes. So, all right. Um, my turn. And um, I think it's obvious I'm going to give this a one yeah. <laughs> because it repulsed me. And I've, I've mentioned in other videos that I'm saving ones for movies that physically repulse me. And this is one of those. I seriously find the sexuality of this movie nauseating, but whatever. You have told me that before, and I kind of felt bad talking, making you watch it because it was my pick, and you were like, "No, it's no, it's okay," you know. But I do feel kind of bad because I know how much you hate it. So I don't absolutely it's fine. It's fine. Back. <laughs> yeah, maybe I will because yeah. I have a feeling you're going to do this to me again in the next few weeks. <laughs> I think we're about to embark on another movie. <laughs> 
was going to say we're embarking on, on a, so a couple of, you know, yeah, there might be some grossness in our. I've already also explained to you that I can't stand because I find it repulsive, but that's fine. We're not in this for comfort, Adam. <laughs> yeah. I got to step outside my comfort zone. Cheese factor. You know what? I like a lot of what you said. I'm going to, I was going to give it a 10 and I probably still will. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 10, but you made a lot of sense. So uh, I'm not going to go back on what I'm saying, but I agree with a lot of what you said that there's reasons that maybe should knock it down to a nine, but I'm going to go with my original thought and say, I'm giving this an absolute 10, absolute 10, a uh, yeah. cheesy as F. <laughs> it's easy as fuck. I really wish I had the aerosol cheese. I seriously was going to buy some at the store today too. Not that anyone can see us, but it would be funny if I just had it. Cause you say aerosol cheese. Cause you don't want to say a brand name. Is that it? I don't know. Is there, I just, is there a brand name that's specific? It's the cheese, cheese in a whiz, can. No? Is that, is that, yeah, the cheese in a Do can. Do you call it aerosol cheese? Yeah, because <laughs> it's in a can. <laughs> Doesn't it, isn't it propelled by aerosol? I don't know. I've just never heard it referred to that way. That sounds like something generic you would say, like, either to avoid copyright or because that's like the grocery store brand. <laughs> Whatever. What if, what if I shop it at Walmart? <laughs> Leave me alone. I don't know. I call aerosol cheese. <laughs> It comes in a can and it comes out when you press on the thing. I feel like that might be some, there must be some kind of propellant in there to make it come out. I'm sure it is. No, I'm serious. Like it, it probably is called aerosol cheese because like <laughs> the grocery stores to keep the prices down, they can't afford a marketing department. So just the, <laughs> the scientists who make it like have to name it. And they're like, it's aerosol cheese. That's literally I don't what, know it what it's called. That's what I call it. And I was going to buy some, but I was like, people can't see us anyway, but I thought it'd be funny because I was really considering giving this a 10, but you did. So could have been. I'm giving this a 10. Well, this has been really fun. Yeah. And uh, so your, your pick is next week. So do you have my any pick ideas? Is next week. Are you going to. I keep changing my pick from week to week. I mean, midweek because I'll say, I'll say a pick and then I'll watch it and I'll be like, I don't want to do this. So I'll pick something else. Um, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to say it this time. Okay. Uh, we'll discuss it, I guess, offline, but I'll pick something. I'll pick something, you know? <laughs> the show will go on. Yeah. Cool. All right. So um, that's it. Thanks, everyone. And we will catch you next week. We'll, we'll be reviewing whatever the hell I decide. Whatever Adam decides. Fifth, whatever fifth thing I decide <laughs> after that I say four things and then cancel them. After he changes his mind 24 times. Ex- yeah. And yeah, they say ladies are fickle. Whatever. Yeah. Stay fresh, cheese bags. Yeah.